This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into another smoking hot edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap here on ESPN Chicago, the ESPN Chicago app. Mike North and Carmen DeFelco with you every week. Week 8 already in the NFL. Week 9 in the college slate. Not a great card in college, but we've got a few interesting games to knock around. We're going to try to make some money for everybody, like my partner did for everyone who listened and said, yes, Bears plus the points. Who knows? Maybe even sprinkled a little on the money line because the Bears is a pretty prohibitive underdog one outright on Monday Night Football. Now it's time for the quick turnaround for the game in Big D against the Cowboys in Week 8. But uh, nice call on that one, Mikey. I had my first losing weekend, unfortunately, of the year. It's tough picking games in this NFL, isn't it? Well, not for you. I mean, you're allowed to have an off week. <laughs> I mean, my God, you were at 7-1-1 going in and uh, you go 0-2. Shame on you. Uh, everybody's still ahead of the game that takes the best of the business, Carmen DeFalco. Randy did the same thing with Randy. I was finally able to pay you guys back after yes. being in a rut. Yep. I got tired of leaving winning games on the show. And I know a lot of people that listen to the show, especially the Saturday show, or if you listen to us on the podcast, Jesse Rogers tells us, I like when you guys pick few games. I yep. decided I'm sick and tired of letting my teammates down the last two weeks, so I decide I'm going to pick uh, eight games I'm going to pick five different sports, and I go six and two, and I win Amazing. with the Blackhawks over. I win with TCU uh, in college. Uh, I win with Denver and the over in the NBA. Yep. I win with the Phillies, and I win with the Chicago Bears money line and and the points. And and I'm aggravated as all heck right now about this trade of Robert Quinn. Mm. I, and, and Why? I, because... I read, I'm hearing the future, it's for the future. You know what? It's the future unless you've got a good team and you're starting to win and starting to put it together, just like the New York Giants, the New York Jets, the Seattle Seahawks, the Atlanta uh, Falcons. These teams are all rebuilding. You know when you stop rebuilding? When you start winning. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing a team that should have beat Washington. We should be 4-3. and three. And we'd be right right now. We're tied for the last playoff spot, and yeah. we give up Robert Quinn for air, for air. Just like <laughs> I told Cup fans, don't get. What do you? Why don't you wait a week, Carm? Why don't you see what you do against Dallas? What happens if they beat Dallas? And don't say they can't because oh no, yeah, you they know can. they can't. But I yeah. just don't understand the timing. It's sort of like, it's sort of like Randy. Randy's got the most popular kid, who's still pretty good ball player on his Deerfield team. And he says, you know what, kids? We got rid of Johnny. But next, there's going to be a new player next year. You'll like him. No, that's not guaranteed. And, and the trading of Robert Quinn doesn't secure the future of the Bears. I think it makes us a weaker team now. I wish we would have had him for this Dallas team. Why the hurry? That's all I want to know. Well, I think part of it is, well, the deadline's Tuesday. Uh, yeah. But to your point, could you have waited another week and like if you get to 4-4 four and four and – you feel like you're in it in, a, in an right. NFC that is completely just, wide open. Just stay there for one more week, Carm. I didn't ask him to eat the. And, and b- by the way, we're, are we going to? I heard we're paying his salary. 
Yeah, yeah. What the it, hell well, is that? Well, the, but it frees up money for next year. I mean, the, oh, it adds God's to sake. it adds to what is already the biggest. The, the Bears already have the most in free agency next year of any team in the NFL. Right. So I mean, as long it. as you got that big cushion, wait one week, see what happens Sunday. But does that? I mean, did Ryan Poles? It sounds like he had this planned, and the win against New England meant nothing except to the players. And now I'm not yeah. sure about the Bears. They're up there crying. Yeah, yeah, you get one of the most crying. popular. They're crying. I mean, I went, listen, everybody knows this. This has happened to everybody. You know, I met a girl uh, at a bar one night. I was like 19 as an under. And, and, and she, you know, we started talking. She says, I'm with you for life. She goes, call this number tomorrow. Back in the day before we had cell phones and everything. I call the next day. Guy picks up the phone. He goes, Nick's. I go, Nick's. He goes, yeah. I go, is, is Julie there? He goes, Look, oh. you're the third guy she's had called this place. If you don't need something done with your carburetor, hang up the phone. Okay? I was so ecstatic when I met her. Just yeah. like this bear win. Hey, I was so happy. It's the best one we've had in 10 years. And, and Ryan Poles goes, let's get rid of a popular player who's, who anchors and is still a very good player who had 19 sacks last year. I don't like the deal anyway. Wow. All right, boy. I didn't know you were going to be so fired up about the, the Robert Quinn trade. But all right, you, because you're speaking re- your mind. Remember Contreras and Hap? I didn't yeah. want them traded. They ended up putting something together maybe for next year. I don't know if they're bringing Contreras back. Why yeah, do we know. always get less value for our players? Because I liked Robert Quinn. He turned me around. I wasn't big his first year. Then last year he did a good job. His number's down a little bit, but nobody's running at him. Nobody's abusing him. So it just makes me upset. That's all. Um, well, and you talked about could the Bears win this weekend here in Dallas. Yes, they could. I mean, the yes. Bears are a pretty big underdog again for the second straight week, but we know week to week really anything can happen Absolutely. in this NFL. Uh, I think this is a pretty good Dallas team, but it's a Cowboy team that's got some injuries right now, Mike. Ezekiel Elliott is, I think, trending towards not playing despite what he's saying publicly. It looks like Zeke's not going to play now. Mm-hmm. They they won't miss much in the running game. They'll miss uh, what he does in pass protection because he is a very good uh, extra man in to help protect Dak on blitzes and things like mm-hmm. that. There's no doubt Zeke is elite in terms of uh, pass blocking. He's probably the second best pure running back on the team after Tony Pollard anyway. Mm-hmm. But the real interesting thing was yesterday Micah Parsons popping up on the injury report. Now, Ooh. I do believe he is trending towards playing, but that is something significant and something that bears some watching as he was limited in practice with what mm-hmm. they're calling a shoulder injury. I mean, he's he's a game changer and he's a game wrecker, quite frankly, for offenses. So a, a less than 100% or potentially no Micah Parsons at all, then you do start to see more of a path towards victory for the Bears, or certainly a path towards them covering a nine and a half point spread. I'm, I'm, I think it's a winnable game. I'm, I was so confident last week. I'll never be that confident again. It's the best game I've seen. Like I said, them play in ten years. I do have so much faith, and I really admire the coaching staff. Uh, I've been critical of any coaching staff since Ditkin. I've been right about them all. Uh, this one here. Absolutely outstanding game mm-hmm. planning. They can beat this team. Run at them. Give them the taste of their own medicine. I think Zeke Elliott's easy to prepare for. You mm. just wrap him. You bring him down. He's not the threat he was coming out of Ohio State. Pollard's the guy that could be one of these guys that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and just, he's great. You know, he's tough, too. Yeah. Uh, but if we win this game, and I think we can, and I don't. the new anchors on, the other, uh, on Quinn's side, hey, you know what? Just hold your own. You, that defense is good. Our defense is good. And we have a running game. And Je, Justin Fields showed me more toughness and hitting some 
big shots. I don't know if he's the future, but he's now. I'm tired of the future. The kid don't like to lose. I like that in him. So let's see what happens. You're right about the Bears They're following running game. The, the, the Ravens playbook, which I couldn't be happier about. Yeah. He's like a mini Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Well, what a comeback for them last night, too. Um, yep. the, the running game, you're right. You're spot on. I mean, 200 yards now. Uh, at least 200 yards rushing in three of their we last six. That's incredible. Three of their last five, actually. Mm-hmm. Fourth in the NFL in expected points. If they can keep the game close, if they can get out to a lead and it allows them to run, uh, you're right. There is a path towards the Bears staying close in this game, potentially upsetting the Dallas Cowboys. If they have to play from behind, if they've got to drop back and pass a lot, mm-hmm. uh, that could be a problem against yep. this ferocious pass rush, especially because the Bears are probably the- going to go into this game with a fifth different O-line combination in their first eight games. But they don't panic. I like the coaching staff. I think this Eberflus guy, he's made a believer out of people. I heard no, uh, some reaction on the Quinn trade early, but, uh, you know, uh, even on social media, uh, people just dropped off, not to to think either way about it. I think basically, I think some people think it's a win, some people think it's not. You know, maybe good good trade, but in perfect timing, one of those deals. But I'll yes. tell you what, I like I like what I see, man, from the coaching staff. They That's seem good. to be teaching and gets he's doing a good job. Yeah. We got a Wembley game. We got a nice early game for everybody. Uh eight thirty kickoff in London. <laughs> On Sunday, Mike, it's the Broncos and the Jaguars, and it looks like Russell Wilson is going to play. I don't know if that matters or not. The Jaguars are a frustrating team. It was one of my best plays last week. There was certainly a path for them to cover that three, but the Jags are still a team that is learning how to win. They can't close games. They struggle to finish. Uh, they won the stats again last week, and they lost in the scoreboard where it matters most, Mike. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they It's tough to lay, you know, this, yeah. and I even said it. I joked about it last Last week, it's getting. It's tough to lay points sometimes with a team like Jacksonville that can get a lead. That's uh, a positive in scoring differential this year, uh, a positive in points. Um, uh, I'm sorry, in yardage differential mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to close. They find right. ways to lose games, and they're frustrating because of yeah, it. That, that reminds me, the Giants have found ways to close with the new coaching. Yeah, staff. you're right. They they have figured it out. Yes. Uh, what I really don't understand, well, I'm not a fan of these games. Now, this game, if unless you have the DirecTV package like I do, you you got to stream this game, which is just, to me, ridiculous. But that's that's neither here nor there. I don't have any feel of this game whatsoever, Carm. I, and, and you know what? There are certain game, teams maybe, I think Jacksonville is up and down maybe. I got yeah. three, four teams I'll talk about later that are just on my not even bet list right not now. Not bet list, yeah. In the and maybe NFL. the ja- and, and so even though they've and got maybe some that's talent, Jacksonville for and you. I, you could be right because they, they're, a, they're the team that's frustrating to bet on because of all the reasons we laid out. They can win the stats in a game. Yep. They can win the advanced box score, but they can't win on the scoreboard where it matters. Uh, Lawrence has been, you know, look, the one thing that gives him some trouble, and it gives a lot of quarterbacks and young quarterbacks trouble, is the blitz. So you'll see how much the Broncos blitz in this game. They are pretty, you know, they're a pretty big pressure team. Denver's uh, the fourth most blitz-heavy team in the NFL, sending pressure on roughly 34% of opposing uh, of opponents' dropbacks this year. So mm-hmm. Bears watching, we'll see, but I think you might be right. The Jags could be just a, a don't-bet team right now. We got one more thing, games. That, go ahead, One Mike. thing quick. Mac Jones, I think, since he's been hurt, and even before that, is afraid. 
when he quarterbacks, mm. and I want to throw that in for people that are looking at New England this week. We'll talk about that game. Yep. We'll try to get we'll get to Pats and Jets and see if the Pats can bounce back on the road on the short week after they took it on the chin to our beloved Bears on Monday night in Gillette. We got more games to talk about college and pro. We'll talk to our good buddy Luke Pergandy coming up next. Jim Miller's got ponies a little bit later on. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just warming up. You've got the odds couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back into the show. You've got Mike and Carmen each and every week here on the ESPN Chicago app and the Encore Replay. Saturday mornings on ESPN 1000. You can get us there from 8 until 9. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. And I took advantage of PropSwap this week. Oh. One of the founding members joins us every week to talk about some of the hot tickets and what's happening on the free app or PropSwap.com. Say hi to Luke Pergandy, everybody. <laughs> Luke, thank you. What's up, guys? guys? Hi, Tom. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, hey, Luke. Uh, we did. We sold the Phillies ticket on PropSwap this week. A bunch of us at the station, six of us, invested just $25 each. It was a $150 ticket we bought uh, early in October on the Phillies at 28-1, to 1, and we capitalized, which is what we talk about all the time. It's the only place you can do this uh, at PropSwap. Or, or with the app, and we flipped, you know, a $150 investment, a $25 investment for each of us into a $308 profit without the Phillies actually having to win the World Series. So we got $2,000 for that ticket. We were kind of holding firm at that number, Luke, and finally someone bid $2,000, so we sold it. Yep. So, and, you know, we we got it sold at odds of plus 118, and if you look at WinBet right now, W-I-N-N, they're at 2-1. to one. They're at plus 200. So, you know, you guys as the seller got a crazy good deal. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about PropSoft is like, well, like, I don't want to sell at a discount. And then, you know, we haven't even got to the cash out price. Like, a cash out on that is 50% below market value. So, you know, if, if two to one oh, is yeah. that win that, you're getting like plus two eighty on your cash out price. So just all around really good deal for you guys. And then like we talk about all the time, take some of that cash you now have on hand and just go rebet them. Yeah, and that's that, what Merck's doing, right, Mike? Well, Merck, Merck already told us he's going to reinvest a little bit on the Phillies. Well, yeah, but there was a yeah. reason. Like this morning, I saw him in the kitchen. I go, "Hi, Merck." He goes, "Hi." And he was sort of. He walked out. He wasn't happy completely because I guess he was like the lone juror, like in that movie Twelve Angry Men. He was. He wanted, he wanted to hold out and and try to take Philly, which I I think there's a good argument for, but. He did reinvest it, which then I think tempered him a little bit because he seemed in a much better mood about 10 minutes later. Absolutely. And, like, I I think the money is one side of it, but, like, you just want to be right. You know, I think people just want to be correct in their Mm -hmm. sports bet. So I get that. And it's like, why? You can Mm -hmm. still be correct. Sure. Because if they pull this off, you're still making a ton more cash than you were right now. So you're still, you're still, like, making a correct choice by reinvesting and just taking some chips off the table. Uh, what's hot right now in terms of NFL? We're about halfway home here, Luke. I mean, it's wild in the not NFC. Tampa. It, no, not Tampa. I mean, think, do, do you guys, the winner of this week's Carolina-Atlanta game will be in first place in the NFC South <laughs> in week eight. Yep. I mean, like, let that yep. sink in for a second. So it's pretty wild. Like, what kind of uh, action are you guys seeing in terms of what people want to sell, what maybe teams people want to buy? Because it is a topsy-turvy NFC right now. 
Yeah, yeah. Ton of Ravens uh, tickets are selling right now. Uh, seems like uh, Duvernay is kind of coming into his own there. The receiver for Baltimore, Lamar, looked pretty solid on uh, Thursday night football against uh, Brady and the Bucks. So, ton of Ravens. Uh, Chiefs, are, you can find the Chiefs are around 7-1. to one. I like that. Um, I think the yeah. Chiefs are probably maybe second-best team. I think I think in Philadelphia right now, if, that, if it was Kansas City versus Philadelphia, Philly might be a one-point favorite um, just because I, I have a few concerns about Philly's rushing attack if they get down, you know, 20 to 10 against Kansas City. Um, but both really good football teams. But, yeah, it's, it's those top three teams that we're selling tickets on. And then a big gap. Ravens, like, what do you do with Green Bay? Like, they're know. probably going to win the division, but – no, we talked about in one of the first weeks of the season. I like Kevin O'Connell and that Vikings team. Like, I think they're they are a different. This is a different Vikings team. It's, they finally have an offensive-minded coach mm-hmm. as opposed to Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer ran a good defense, but I think O'Connell's running a really good offense with the Vikings, and they've got some weapons if everyone can stay healthy. Yeah, well, you know what? I was uh, seeing that you know they're going to play Arizona. If they if they were to lose to Arizona, the reason I was upset about the Quinn trade being a little early. If the Bears should beat Dallas, Minnesota loses to Arizona, then the Bears are only two out, and they're right in the middle of the wild card. Anyway, that being said, the New York Giants Seattle to me is going to be a big game, and everybody mm. keeps poo pooing New York. And uh, Luke, I don't know what the ticket situation is with them, but if somebody bought them. If New York beats Seattle, and like you said, you don't know if Philadelphia's got the best rushing attack. It's a tough division. But if New York beats Seattle, I think you got to start taking the Giants a little bit more yeah. seriously as just an early season, you know, surprise. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think so that you could have found them in 150 to 1 preseason, mm-hmm. the Giants. They're around down to 50 to 1. Um, and I think if they continue to win this weekend and then, you know, maybe. Philly or Dallas falls, you know, that becomes a 30 to 1, 35 yep. to 1 football team. They're starting to get into the, you know, the contenders. Um, so I get, I, I, I don't really want to make it that team. I'll be honest. That's one of the few teams I can't really handicap properly. Like, I just, I don't trust Daniel Jones enough to invest, I guess would be my concern. So I'd still be a seller. And certainly if you could get 30 to 1 on your ticket and you have 150 to 1 future on the Giants and you can flip that for five or six times and then maybe sprinkle like 10% of what we pay you back on the Giants like that'd be the way to play the Giants I just I don't trust them just enough yet just because I don't like Daniel Jones um, just relative to the you know Jalen Hurd, Zach, other quarterbacks around the league. It seems like they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. I mean, it's good coaching. I think you do have to give credit to uh, what Dayball's doing, what Wink Martin, uh, Martindale is doing, but it does seem like smoke and mirrors. Luke, uh, thanks as always for the update, buddy. We encourage everyone, especially on game day and on these weekends when tickets are being bought and sold, uh, download the free app or just go to PropSwap.com. We'll talk to you next Friday, Luke. Sounds good, guys. Congrats on your sale, Carm. Thanks, buddy. Carmen's so savvy. We we pulled it off, yeah, and we got it. We get like my, like Luke said, you know, we probably beat the market even more than uh, anybody yeah. expected us to no. cashing out for two grand on that. Yeah, so I remember was, you telling me about it. it. Nice. I sort of like San Diego at the time. You know what? But now what happens to Philadelphia? Then the other guy, the investment's worth it. If Philadelphia does go out and beat Houston, it's not an impossible type of situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've gotten hot. Harper. I was wrong about Harper. I thought he'd be good, but I He's I didn't so think he'd. I didn't think he'd be as 
good as he's been at MVP, taking he's Billy, so carrying him on his back, actually yep. coming through in the postseason, hitting uh, half-swing home runs to the opposite field, mm-hmm. not even realizing the ball's going out. That's the kind of zone he's in right now. Yeah, World Series starts tonight in Houston. We'll see if the Phillies can pull the upset. It, it does feel like they got – look, they're running into a, a team that might be a buzzsaw, let's face it. I mean, they've well, won nine in a row. Well, six. Uh, yeah, in World I know. Series play. Yeah, I know. How about that? And in but All-Star the- play, too, he hasn't always been good. Um, a big event games. Uh, five. Uh, he's got an ERA in the fives. So yeah. uh, I got to pick on this game later on. Oh, really? I like that. Okay, Mike's got yeah. a World Series pick for everybody later. We'll How about best that? Plays. I, I, like I haven't that. had enough. I'm going to just step on the ledge again. I love it. Uh, yeah. We got Dolphins-Lions this weekend in the Motor City. Lions are a three-and-a-half-point home underdog. Total in the game is a big one, as you'd expect, at 51-and-a-half, although that great uh, Lion defense that we saw earlier in the year has sort of disappeared. They haven't scored a touchdown in their last eight quarters. They were going in to uh, score a touchdown in da- here in Dallas last week, mm-hmm. and they uh, the, the coach, for some reason, did not challenge. Uh, the ball was clearly across the goal line. They would have won that challenge, and then they turn it over on the next play on the goal line. Right. So they were about to take a lead in the fourth quarter, and then somehow they end up getting blown out. They're still the Lions at yep. the end of the day. I guess that's the way we should say it. But they have been a good cover at home since the start of last season, Mike. They're 7-2 and two against the number as a home dog in their last nine. But, man, they still know how to Lions, don't they, up in Detroit? Yeah, and I'm glad that Miami didn't hurt me uh, and do anything. I mean, Miami, their coach passes up a field goal and goes for it on fourth. And I think it was three or four. You know, what is it with all these coaches? I saw it happen three times on Sunday. Coach well, it was a six-point game. He could have made it nine, right? He could have made it a two-score game, and he passed. Wasn't right. that the – yeah. I mean, what are you doing on fourth down and more than one? I mean, I'm telling you. You can make I, it a two-score game. That one's a little surprising. Just, just certain times you don't do. But but, to, yeah. but but Detroit, I said it last week, Campbell's on the hot seat. Yeah. I don't care his bravado. I said he was a, one of those bravado guys. I liked him. He was fun to cover, I'm sure, for the media right. in Detroit. But, man, God, I'm shocked by this. I am. Yeah. And you know what? Goff's bad. He is. Yeah, so, he's not that good. No, he's yeah. not that good. So uh, it, it just seems like this is, you know, we talked about the Bears. Thank God, 85. Because uh, Detroit, I mean, the last time they won, Bobby Lane, uh, had his new car was a 1955. <laughs> it's amazing. You know? And one uh, bar. Didn't even have a face mask, Bobby Lane. Right. You know? Yeah. And they wondered why time. the guy had a drinking problem. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, uh, the Vikings are also at home this weekend in Minneapolis against the Cardinals. They're laying three and a half mm-hmm. points coming off a bye. Each of Minnesota's last four games have been decided by one score. They've been in a lot of close games. It was kind of the case last year, too. Slow starts have plagued the Cardinals. That's been the problem. If we take out last Thursday night's game, they had a couple of pick sixes. Uh, Arizona's averaged just 4.8 points per first half in the first six games of the year. If they get in trouble and if they start slow, that could be a problem because that's when that front-running crowd in Minneapolis can get loud. Yep. Cardinals linebackers have had trouble coverage uh, in coverage all season. That's maybe not a great recipe against a heavy play-action team uh, like the Minnesota Vikings, but uh, I don't know. I have too much of a feeling on this game other than I'm wondering if the Cardinals with a little bit of extra time here can continue to find some tweaks to score more in the first half and stay close in games. If they can, I think this will be a game in the fourth quarter on Sunday, Mike. I'd lean Arizona if Arizona wins and the Bears were to beat Dallas like I painted the scenario in our first segment. I'd, I'd be really happy about that because I don't think anything settled with uh, the amount of games we have now. The 17-game the season changes everything, folks. I mean, you got 10 games left. 
uh, where yeah. you didn't, you, you know, I remember yep. you'd have seven left back in the day, yeah. even less than that. Oh, That's how wow, old yeah. I am. Sure. You yeah. know, you go back to 14. Yeah. Uh, and barely I was I was around when there was 12. Oh, my goodness. Just around, though. Anyway, just around. Yeah. Just around. But but I, I got to be honest with you, Carb. I, I, I think Arizona, I'd lean Arizona yeah. right I now. I think I might, I too, if anything. Yeah. I wouldn't play it. Yeah, if anything, ask for an opinion. I think I'd agree with Mike on right. that one. Uh, could see them with a little extra time being kind of feisty. The Vikings have had time to prepare, too, as I mentioned, coming out of that bye. Um, and the division could get wild. I mean, Green Bay has got a, a tough game. We'll try to get to that one a little bit later, too. There's not much of a handicap. I mean, they stink right now, and Buffalo looks like a juggernaut coming off a bye at home. Uh, the Packers are in deep as a double-digit underdog. I love Rodgers losing. Yeah, I think most of the Bears fans will uh, share in that Lewis sentiment, Mike. Yeah, we no. got more games to preview, so don't go anywhere, folks. Some college and pro that we want to talk about in our next segment. We'll give you our best plays and ponies from Jim Miller a little bit later on. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. We're with you every week. It's glorious during the football season to spend time talking to Mike, handicapping all these yep. games. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're the odds couple presented by PropSwap. We got Patriots and Jets this weekend in the Meadowlands. The Patriots go on the road on the short week, although it's not much of a travel from Foxborough outside of New York City. But still, short week travel, and they are the favorite. Laying about two and a half or three. Pats have won 12 straight in this rivalry. We know it's been pretty one-sided and pretty lopsided. Injuries are starting to mount for the Jets, Mike. They're now down two starting O-linemen after Elijah Vera Tucker got hurt last week. Of course, Mekhi Becton got hurt in the preseason and was lost for the year. And the real the, the devastating one for them is the loss of rookie sensation Brees Hall. Uh, he blew out his knee in the win last week, so he is done for the year. They made a trade for James Robinson. Uh, the Patriots turned back to Mac Jones. That whole thing is bizarre to me. Does Belichick get these guys ready on a short week in a big division game where they don't want to fall too far back? Uh, obviously, Buffalo is going to be the runaway favorite probably in that division, but they want to stay competitive in that AFC Easter and that AFC playoff picture. Will Belichick have the Patriots ready on a short week? Well, I saw Mac Jones. He played scared against the Bears. Uh, I saw him play against the Ravens. He's been hurt before, but he seemed to be shying away from contact. Uh, that that ball he threw up for grabs. He wasn't throwing mm. it out uh, mm. out of the end zone or, or, or on the sidelines. I really believe that. That being said, I, I'd lean heavily towards the Jets here. I saw nothing <clears throat> that would convince me that, oh, big deal. Mac Jones has been practicing since Wednesday. You know, uh, who made who? I mean, uh, I didn't oh, see the yeah. game last yep. night because I had uh, the over in the Louisiana Lafayette game, which I hit on, and nice. I got better things to do than watch some stupid <laughs> streaming, you know. Uh, but who made who? Belichick, who loses to the Bears, or Brady now, who looks absolutely normal. I mean, you yeah. know, neither guy. It's sort of like my movie night on TCM. I caught uh, the guys are no threat to me night. Uh, basically, I watch movies that BB likes with her favorite movie stars who are dead, like Rod Taylor, Paul Newman, and other people that can't hurt me. You know, that can't come back. I remember when they BB ran into right. oh, she ran into Joe Montana at the Gibson's on Rosemont. I couldn't find her for ten minutes. You know, <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and she likes Tom Brady, but but really, they're not a threat. 
So no. I like the Jets. I think the Jets are the up-and-coming team here. I think New England is absolutely still stunned from that loss. The Bears took it to them. And how much does New England have? Yeah, we'll see uh, how they recoup here in uh, on a short week. We mentioned uh, earlier a little bit, it was just sort of teased Packers-Bills. I mean, mm-hmm. at the start of the season, I think it looks like a – maybe a sexier matchup for Sunday Night Football. I mean, it still is Rodgers and Allen, but that that Green Bay offense right now, Mike, I mean, Packers ranked 19th in expected points via the pass, 21st in overall offensive EPA per play, 24th in points per game. Meantime, the Bills are first and second in all those categories with the Chiefs. I mean, Buffalo and Kansas City, uh, pretty clearly, if you ask me, the two best offenses in the NFL right now, plus uh, extra time to prepare, coming off a bye, night game in Buffalo. Doesn't look pretty for the Packers. I will say this. It's the first time ever that Aaron Rodgers is getting double digits. I mean, maybe there's something intriguing about grabbing double-digit points with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. But that Green Bay team, offensively and defensively, just does not look right or together right now, Mike. If I had to bet the game, if I was chasing, I might put couch change on Green Bay getting a lot. Mm. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points for Aaron I mean, you could win the game by 7. You could win the game by 10. The 11, is it there to entice you? Is Buffalo going to win by 20? It could happen. Maybe a stay-away game for most people. Uh, It's an attractive game uh, to see what Josh Allen has. To see, I mean, look, Buffalo, if they can't win the Super Bowl now, they may never win it. I saw it with pretty good teams before. And they couldn't win it. So it seemed seemed to be setting up for them. So we'll get a better idea about him. I know Aaron Rodgers still has faith in his team, and he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still a regular season hero to me. He's going to have that one Super Bowl, and that's it. But we'll see what happens. I'd lean a little bit towards Green Bay. Okay, some of the big college games this weekend. Mike and I hate touching these uh, 11 o'clock games, so I don't know that either of us will. There's a ton of great ones, though. There's some good ones. The biggest one in the Big Ten is Ohio State and Penn State in Happy Valley this weekend. Uh, Penn State played the whiteout night game against Minnesota last week, and it was a shorthanded Minnesota team. Mike and I told you, track the injury situation. Tanner Morgan didn't play. Of course, they're already down their best wide receiver. They became a little bit more one-dimensional, and uh, they were able, the Nittany Lions were able to keep Muhammad Ibrahim somewhat in check. That still was a one-score game at the half, but Penn State kind of pulled away late. I don't know that you can get a great read off of that game considering Minnesota's injuries. The one time Penn State has really stepped up in class this year against Michigan, they got drilled and they got run out of the big house in the final 30 minutes of the game. Ryan Day has now been the head coach for Ohio State for 30 Big Ten games, Mike. His record is 29-1 and straight up. But the Nittany Lions have kept this rivalry close. They've lost five straight in the rivalry, but all five of those games have been within two scores, and they're getting 15-and-a-half. Can they keep it within two touchdowns in Happy Valley this weekend? This would be a stay away for me. I think there's better, more attractive games at 11 o'clock if you want to know the truth. I'm intrigued about Syracuse-Notre Dame, Mm. two-and-a-half. For Syracuse, I'd lean Syracuse right now. I watched them. Dino Babers has a pretty good team over there. Seems They seem to be playing hard for him. I don't know what Notre Dame is, but they should not. We didn't in picture. But Brian Kelly's doing a great job, folks. No matter what happened early with LSU. Minus, yeah, right. I was if they say, have Brian yeah. Kelly, they're a better football team. Am I taking a shot at the current coaching staff? Absolutely. Absolutely. But they're favored uh, Syracuse by two and a half. And then you got Michigan and Michigan State. I, I, I like MSU like? here. I like MSU. That, that's a big number. I kind of like kidding MSU. Are you me? Yeah. Michigan State is pretty good success even against Harbaugh. Yeah. You know, 
23 so, is a lot in a rivalry in a state rivalry game absolutely. like that. Absolutely, I lean Michigan State, and then, but 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 to me, I think the Penn State game, uh, the Ohio State game, I I would probably. I mean, that's a lot of points to be giving them at home, but it is. I, I would not t- risk any substantial cash on that. I'd like to back Penn State, but it's tough for me to get there, Mike. It's, yeah, there's you know, other to games. Me it's, to me, it's a stay away. There are other yeah. games. I can Agreed. see an argument for Penn State, but it's kind of a stay away from me. Florida, you Georgia. You know what the argument ja- is? The points they're getting. Well, I get, yeah. It's if just they're like, so damn good, why are they I getting know. that many? You know. I know. and But I could, yeah, it's... If Jackson was healthier too, like I'd feel maybe better about back in Ohio State. It's just there's too many, uh, it's too many things on both sides that that give me pause. And it's I think you're right. It screams kind of stay away from me. Stay so away, Mike and baby. I are in agreement on that one. Florida Georgia's this weekend from Jacksonville. It is the 101st all-time meeting between the schools. How about that? Georgia's won for the last five. Both teams coming off a bye. You want to talk about a lopsided point spread. It is the biggest point spread in the history of this game. Georgia laying 22.5. Now, I will say, new Florida head coach Billy Napier historically has been really good when taking points, especially this many. 16-5 and five against the number as a dog since 2018, going back to his time at Louisiana. The problem here for me is Florida's D has been terrible. The D-line, if you can believe it, Mike, with, with SEC talent, rakes outside the top 90 in power success rate and stuff rate. Florida has the second worst third down percentage in the nation. That's right, 130th out of 131 schools. Georgia's O-line grades out inside the top 20 uh, in a couple of those categories. So I just do not like Florida's defense one bit. It's a lot of points in a rivalry game. Another one that maybe leads me to stay away, but Georgia, I think clearly on both sides of the, especially on both lines, are clearly the better team in this matchup on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, they're the better team. And then once again, 22 and a half, 23 by the time the game kicks off. I mean, if you're asking me if I'm going to envision Florida maybe keeping it close, maybe. But it's a a stay away from me. There's no doubt about it. The point spreads for some of these big-time programs all of a sudden suggests they're not big-time programs, Mm -hmm. you know, when you see 22 and a half. And Napier, I'm uh, hot and cold with him. Me too. Yeah, I saw him make some blunder a couple weeks ago. I saw him pass up a field goal when he could have cut down the lead. So I'm, I'm hot and cold on him. Uh, K-State uh, did it for you last week. I mean, uh, look. It I felt bad ha- because I went against Todd, who's tough, it, it, Todd Furman, and, and, and they studied it, but it just they should have won the game. TCU came through for Mike. Uh, you know, but part of the problem for K-State was for a little while they're, they're down to a third-string quarterback. Right. Will Howard was doing okay. They had a good, you know, Adrian Martinez got knocked out early. Got knocked Howard out. That was the big deal there. Yeah, it was a big deal in that well, game. Well, what Here do I say, Carm? You can't handicap turnovers or injuries. You nailed it, my man. And that's it. And so uh, those of us that were back in K-State got burned at the window last week. But if you listen to Mike, you hit the cover with TCU. Here we go again. K-State at home laying a point and a half against OK State. And here we go again with OK K-State now getting points, although you're right there sort of almost picking the winner. But OK State won outright as a dog last week after kind of getting run out in the first half, made some great adjustments, and totally stifled Texas's offense in the second half. Mike Gundy, Mike and I tell you every week when he's a dog, I'll give you the numbers again, guys. Mike Gundy getting points. He's just been a machine. 2-1 and one straight up this year, 3-0 and oh against the number. Going back to 2015, the Pokes are 20-7 and seven against the spread as a dog. That's the second best mark amongst all the Power 5 schools in the nation. Again, this is a short line. You're almost picking the winner, but Gundy in these spots has been so good, Mike. 
Yeah, but I some of the greatest times I ever had was at Tuttle Creek Dam back in <laughs> Aggieville, back in Manhattan, Kansas, back in 1973. I reminisced the Dark Horse Saloon, uh, Kites, where all the great K-State players, even before me, Bob Boozer used to play for the Bulls, oh, a K-State yeah, graduate, sure. uh, uh, Steve Grogan, all the athletes used to yep. gather over at Kites. I loved my time living in Manhattan. K-State comes back. And dominates this game, okay. in my opinion. Right. Wins this football game. Uh, it's a two-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, I, I felt bad going against uh, my unofficial alma mater, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was fighting for my but, country, but fighting but, for my survival on the streets but, of Manhattan. It, it, but you're yours in your head, not your heart, and that's the important that's thing. That's it. When it comes Kansas to State, I like in this one, folks. Keep I'm an not eye making the it an official pick, but I got, like, I'm making it a pick because not only because I like K-State, but because it graded out K-State. Keep an eye on the injury report for that one, too. See how healthy Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn are for K-State because that could be a huge difference in that game on Saturday. All right, we got to take one more break. When we come back, ponies from Jim Miller, and then we'll give you our best plays, including a World Series play that Mike has for game one tonight in Houston. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on The Odds Couple for this week, Mike and Carmen with you presented by PropSwap. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. It's the time in the show to get some expert handicapping from one of the best in the business. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. He is the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, where they have thoroughbred action all weekend long. Say hello to Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, I'll tell you, this is a great time of year for horse racing. We are one week away from the Breeders' Cup. So for those that don't have the Club Hawthorne app, now is the time to get it. Breeders' Cup next Friday and Saturday at Keeneland. Really good racing all weekend long. We'll be racing live at Hawthorne, too, and just scattering those races amongst the Breeders' Cup races. But it is. It's a great time of year for racing. I think it's up to 16 off-track betting parlors, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, you could go to the track. Uh, Everybody taking reservations. I mean, I would expect big crowds Friday and Saturday for the Breeders' Cup next weekend, right, Jimmy? Yeah, we are taking reservations, so it's one of those things, if you want to spend the day at the track, you can do so. The cool thing about the Breeders' Cup, they have pre-wagering for the Saturday card, too. So if you want to wager on the races on Friday and then watch at home on Saturday, you can do so. As always, the app is the easiest way to get your wagers in. But, yeah, so many options. Weather looks like it's going to be good, so it should be a really good weekend of racing. You know, you talked about the app, Jimmy. I want to talk to you about being there live. Yeah. And, you know, I, back in the day, we'd go to Arlington, back when we were even kids, or Maywood, and, you know, you got that one horse and you get shut out, you know, because of the long lines. Do you still experience that, or because of the app and the people that go live, they're live, are they playing the app so they don't have to go to the window? Yeah, a lot of people do play the app, too. And the thing is, you see a lot of these astute bettors that will still go out there to watch the live product because they want to see the horses walking over on the track. They want to see the horse in the flesh warming up. They want to get whatever little advantage they can. So if Hawthorne's your home track, a lot of these really good players are out there live, but they do still play through the app. It's just a really easy thing to do, the ease of getting those wagers in. And then for those playing the simulcast tracks, you can put your wager in on the app and then immediately pull up the signal from the track to watch that race. So that's something, mm-hmm. too, where you, you want to be able to see your race that you're wagering on. So it is one of the cool things with having the, at least that access to the app. 
It's a great feature. I agree. All right, where are we wagering this week? We uh, sticking with home cooking, Jimmy? Home cooking again this week. We had a win in a second last week, so we're staying yes, at Hawthorne did. this week. Next week will be all Breeders' Cup races. So three races at Hawthorne on Saturday. Race six, the horse we cashed on just two weeks ago is back. That's the seven horse. Love the nest. We'll bet that one across the board. Race seven is our stakes race. Really good sprint stake. We're going to bet the nine. Read the cliff notes across the board. And then in race eight, bet the four. River Cactus across the board. That one's 10 to 1 in the morning line, guys. Okay, so three races uh, back to back to back at Hawthorne for Saturday. Everybody race six. The seven horse across the board. Race seven is the stakes race. We'll bet the nine horse across the board. And then race eight, the four horse across the board. Is that right? That's right. We're building the bankroll now for Breeders' Cup, boys. Sounds good. We'll talk to you next week for uh, Breeders' Cup, buddy. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy. Jimmy! There's our guy, the one and only. Yep, and uh, I looked in my app and found again last week. Wouldn't you know it? Jimmy did it again and hit a couple of winners. All right, Mikey, let's give out some winners. Mikey was smoking last week. He killed it. He crushed it. Um, He's got a World Series play. Let's do this, Mike. What do we like for this week? All right. I already, you know, I'm going with K-State. I'm going to start oh, off with K-State. I All said right. I was going to leave it alone. Okay. But you know what? I remember the folks of Ogden, Kansas, right, th- right there, right before you get to Manhattan, the Chatterbox Cafe. I'm getting nostalgic, okay? I'm going with Kansas State to start things off. Hopefully the line will be one. Hopefully it won't be one in minus one in half or two. But I don't think they'll need the line. They get it done in Aggieville. Sounds good. All right, I'll give you one. I'm going to go with an NFL game. I'm going to start with uh, the Rams at home coming off the bye against the Niners. Rams, the dog here, get one and a half. They won't even really be the home team. We know what it's like for the Rams and the Chargers. I get it. Kyle Shanahan's had the better of this matchup. We talk about it all the time. Mike uh, McVay uh, obviously did win the playoff game last year, but if Jaquizki Tart can hold on to a ball in the air, uh, the 49ers are probably going right back to the Super Bowl, to be quite honest. Shanahan is 8-4 and four straight up against Sean McVay. But I'm going to go the other way with this one. Like I said, Rams with extra time. Uh, they've already lost once to the Niners. There's a big game in the division standings. If you can't get it ready now, Sean McVay with some extra time, I'm not sure what you're doing. Uh, Debo Samuel is also dealing with a hamstring injury and has not practiced this week. On defense, the Niners are still missing Eric Armstead and Dre Greenlaw. This sets up for the Rams to go out and play well. I think they will. I think it'd be a huge disappointment if they don't. So I'll take the Rams catching one and a half this weekend at home against San Fran. Okay, solid pick there, my friend. Solid pick. You know, people are asking me, you pick eight games last week. You're going to do the same. No, I'm only <laughs> going to pick four. I'm only picking four, but one of them's a World Series game, and I want to congratulate the guys, your Carm. I'll be on with them today with the bonus play at 148 for you guys that want to get your right stuff down right early here on the podcast. That will be up by noon. I'm taking the Phillies minus 155 run. Yeah, Philly, Phillies plus, plus, plus one, one and a half on the run line minus Got 155. It. I love it. All right, okay. sounds good. I'll give you one more NFL game. Take you uh, still out west to the Pacific Northwest, the Giants on the road at the Seahawks. Seattle is at home. Uh, line opened about two, two and a half. It has been bet out to three. We're going to hold there uh, with the Seahawks minus three. I know the Giants are a perfect 5-0 and straight up and against the spread as a dog this season. Pretty impressive. But I also think this is a tough travel spot having to play on the road in Jayville last week, now having to cross the country to Seattle. And let's face it, Geno Smith has played great. He's fifth among 34 qualified quarterbacks in adjusted yeah. EPA per play. Number one in the NFL in completion percentage over expectation. He's probably not going to have DK Metcalf, but I still think they have enough to get it done. He's going to face a lot of pressure against Wink Martindale's defense. We know that, but he's been good against the Blitz. He has the sixth best passer rating versus pressure this year. I think the Giants, 
I don't know how they're doing it, and I give them credit for doing it because, okay, you got to tip your cap, I guess, in a way. The coaching has been good, mm-hmm. but they get beat up in the stats a lot, and somehow they're finding ways to win games. I think that's going to end this weekend. Maybe I'm nuts for continuing to fade the Giants, but I'm going to lay three with the Seahawks this week. Yeah, uh, Very good pick, and also don't forget, folks, 2-0 and on the bonus pick last week. Now, I got two quick ones. Philadelphia. Okay. The 76ers getting two against Toronto, under underperforming uh, so far. I think they get it done. And like I said, I got some stay away L.A. Chargers, New Orleans Saints, Indy Colts. If Houston doesn't cover for me, getting two and a half to three against Tennessee, they'll be a stay away starting next week. Carm, and you know what? Guess what? It's time for what about Randy? All right, Randy. I'll be quick. Uh, I what like, about Randy? After getting destroyed by Duke at home, I'm going to take Miami. Uh, on the money line, so I think it's like minus 130, and I'll okay. take San Diego State on the road against Fresno State, getting eight and a half points. San Diego State plus eight and a half. Beautiful. Job well done, everybody. Beautiful. We thank Randy Merkin. Thanks to Jake Cantu for getting us up here and running down in Dallas as uh, we're down here for Bears and Cowboys this weekend. Uh, happy wagering, everybody. We hope you do well with your bets, and Mike and I will be back with you next Friday. More NFL, more college, and we'll have the Breeders' Cup to talk about with Jim Miller. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Mikey, enjoy the weekend, buddy. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.